All right, football-loving maniacs, you know the drill by now. Playoff previews in full effect. We're jumping over to the Western Conference. And I had to I had to send out a little love. You know, I had to try and find a way to talk about the team that I've been saying for weeks. People got to listen to me. When are you going to figure that out? Maybe not about everything, but at least about this one thing. Los Dos, also known as Los Angeles Galaxy 2, also known as the Dark Horse, also known as Should Not Be. And at the helm of it all is a friend of mine, Junior Gonzalez who is kind enough to join me on this fine Wednesday morning, because understand that although it's probably going to be released later on tomorrow, Thursday, it's 7 a.m. in California. What are you doing at 7 a.m., my friend? <laughs> yeah, it's a normal day. <laughs> you know, us coaches get in early, you know. We need some peace and quiet in the office to start our days. So you got a nice little catering over there, some some cuateritos, some things to get the day going? Yeah, yeah. more like <laughs> Starbucks on the way in and uh, cut some video, you know, 30 to 7.30 before I have to deal with anyone. Nice. Nice. Well, Coach, let's start here. Um, congratulations. Fantastic season. Uh, obviously under unfortunate circumstances, but you and the boys navigated it. Just kind of talk to me about what it's like being back in the playoffs. Yeah, I think uh, um, especially this year with, uh, with, with not having as many players coming down from the first team, uh, initially, you know, I thought it was going to be a pretty challenging season, which it has been, but um, – bringing a, a good group of academy players into our training environment and probably accelerating their pathway by six months to a year. Um, it's This one feels really good because, you know, we've had to integrate a lot of younger players and test them against some of the top veteran players in the USL. Um, and our group, as you know, there's a lot of standalone teams with uh, players that have played and had a lot of MLS experience and USL experience. So, uh, it feels good. It feels good. We're excited. Uh, we have a very good opponent for the first round. So although we were excited about the playoffs, uh, immediately we played Phoenix, which gave us a little bit of a humbling on the weekend, and then we're straight into preparing for Reno. So, Junior, I want to ask one question about the path, we'll say, that you guys have gone through. And a lot of teams have had to travel in a, in a really different circumstance, but I had the fortunate opportunity to be on your opening game back in March when you guys traveled to RGV. It was a 5-1 victory. Just going to name a few names, and I'm not singling anybody out, just talking about names that probably would have been around you guys more, and you already made reference to it. Kai Karenia, Carlos Harvey, Cameron Dunbar, um, you know, Eric Lopez. Those are some of the guys that you know, performed for this team back all the way in March in that 5-1 victory. And I kind of watched, and I went, wow, man, this is this was fun to watch. Great rotation. They did it on the road to start. You didn't have those guys at your disposal. What was the transitional period like for you when you came back and got an idea that those guys were going to be in the bubble with the first team in MLS's back? How did you handle that? Uh, you know, I mean, initially you're kind of thinking, okay, well, what's the next group of guys? I mean, reality is we weren't going to be able to change the MLS rules. And on the on the on the other side of it, I'm not looking at us. I was really excited for those players to stay in the MLS group because I was hoping that they would get some opportunity. Dunbar got some time in Orlando. Kareniak unfortunately got a hamstring pull at, in Orlando, so he wasn't able to participate as much, but came off the bench recently. Um, Harvey still waiting for opportunity, but I was hoping that they would at least, you know, get some good opportunity and hopefully be playing some minutes with the first team. So for in, for their for their development, I was excited for them. Um, you know, the project with, you know, Galaxy's always had some quality academy players and this 2003, 2002, uh, 2001 class, even the 04s are very strong. So uh, I guess I was just, 
kind of eager to see how the younger players were going to uh, transition once we started playing matches. Uh, when we got the group together and started training again after and started the, you know, one player per ball, and then, we, and then USL opened up the, the protocol so that we could now start training in groups of six. Um, I did see some quality out there, but once we started to get into full training, I was, I was pretty optimistic that some of the younger guys were going to do well and that we weren't going to have as big of a drop-off as I thought from some of these players um, that were the first team we're bringing down. We had Triari at left back in that game as well. Um, that's played a lot of minutes for uh, for the first team. But I'm really proud of some of the guys that stepped up, you know, and uh, it's been an interesting process because um, in ways the, the pandemic has, has forced our hand to give opportunities to more younger players. And if you don't really throw them out there and give them an opportunity to prepare them, then you really never know where they're really at. So it, it's given us a good idea of, of where each of the younger players are at, and hopefully we can continue to keep them in our environment. Coach, your group, Group B, Orange County, Vegas, Phoenix, San Diego, and yourselves, very difficult group. Some say maybe the most difficult, not just in the West, but the entire USL championship. And it's been a close race the entire time, but I, I made reference to it at the beginning of this, where I told people just I wanted them to keep an eye on you guys because of the quality of play. And I think people look and see maybe some young individuals and, and some good results here and there, but having the opportunity to see you guys and to talk to you behind the scenes, I'm very well aware of the fact that these kids, because a lot of them are kids or young gentlemen, however we would like to phrase it and be polite, they're, it's not like they were just thrown together. These guys understand what is expected of them. There's rotation there that you can't necessarily pop in overnight. And that's because of your academy and because of the fact that they've spent a lot of time together. Can you just walk me through what the last, we'll say, six weeks has been like? Because more ups than downs, but you guys have dealt with a lot of positive things. You've had to deal with a few negative, but still, this group of young men have stuck together and put together some really impressive results. Well, yeah, I mean, this, uh, there's quite a few of the 03 got players that have all the way back in last year's uh, Academy Finals that unfortunately lost to Solar, but that group has been together for quite a while, so there's some continuity between the 03 class. The, the, I think the biggest challenge was to get those younger players integrated with the players that we already had, the older players on our roster, and then for them to – a lot of them were part of our preseason, so there was a good – seven or eight guys that were with the first team during preseason. So I had an opportunity to play some of these players that we're playing now during our preseason matches against Vegas. Uh, we played Loyal. Uh, we played Tacoma Defiance. And I used, because I wasn't ready to give them our, our starters, or our actual core group, 90 minutes, I did play a lot of these, these players that you're seeing now during preseason. So that was their first taste into USL-level games. Um, the key is that, you know, for the last year, uh, maybe even, yeah, probably it's been a year now since Juan Carlos Ortega, our new academy director and director of methodology, has come to the club. We're all training with the same periodization, same methodology, and same systems um, that, we're, that we're working on. And, and in January, it was ironic that he asked me to start the training with the academy um, for the U-17s and the U-19s. So, because we're integrating a four-two-three-one, so I was able to use those trainings with the academy to prepare my sessions for the USL team, which we were starting in late January. So it actually helped because I already had a relationship with a lot of the players, um, and I was able to do a lot of sessions with them. So the transition wasn't as difficult from player to coach. It was more just them getting to know the older players and 
creating a chemistry. I'm going to name a couple names here that people may know, and then I want you to tell me someone, again, I don't like to pick out individuals, but just to give people an idea of maybe something that's not popping out here, Augustine Williams, Augie Williams, the big guy up top, you and I have spoken at length about where he needs to get better. He's starting to make a lot of those strides and, again, doing it against some quality opposition. I love Jorge Hernandez in the midfield. Mauricio Cuevas can take all my money at the outside back position. Jonathan Perez on the wing. There are so many different weapons. Who's someone that doesn't get enough credit in your mind? Um, those are all, I mean, those guys have all had a good string of games and have gotten some good rhythm. Jonathan Perez went to Orlando, didn't get a lot of time. So when he came back, it took him a little bit to get into game rhythm again. And he's been doing pretty well as of late. But I would say Adam Saldana is our sixth. Um, and Romero, our goalkeeper. Um, I know Romero's gotten some love and some recognition, but he, he's been really valuable for us in order to play and, and build out the way we want to play from from back to front. Um, and Saldana has been really good for us. Just He's played almost every minute. I took I gave him a rest against uh, Phoenix this weekend, but uh, in our build-up, in our phase one to two, in zone one to two, I think he, those those two guys are have been really good. You know, Saldana doesn't get a lot of recognition, but he just keeps it simple and he, he defends well. He reads the game well. And he's been he's been good for us as far as dictating the rhythm. Back to back games, you're taking on the two teams with the highest potent offenses in terms of goals in the entire league. They both happen to fall in the Western Conference. They both happen to fall in your path both at the end of the season and the playoffs. Foster Langsdorf, Cristiano Francois, Corey Herzog. Tucker Bone coming out of the midfield, Brent Richards on the back line. The list goes on and on. They are one of the teams that have the luxury of so many different weapons. Talk to me about Reno. What's the idea? Yeah, I mean, they even have uh, Apodaca coming off the bench, too, that can score. So yep. um, they, they, have, they have a really potent attacking team. What I like about them is that they work on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I've been friends with Ian for quite a while, and we just we took our professional uh, co- coaching course through USSF uh, together. So we did a lot, a lot of our assignments and got to know each other a little bit better during our, our pro course. Um, and, you know, oftentimes you meet people and you get to know their personalities and then you watch their teams. And what I enjoy is, is, is when, that, when that personality of the, of, the, of the coach comes out in the team's identity. And I think they've proven, you know, they've been in postseason for four years straight. Um, I've competed against them with Rio Grande Valley and now with LA Galaxy 2. And it's going to be a roll up your sleeves and, you know, make sure you, we're, we're, we're working just as hard on both sides of the ball so that the tactics and the, and the play can come out. Um, we got to improve defensively. We have to make sure we're, we're not leaking goals and we're very focused on, on trying to keep a clean sheet. And, you know, and then try to unbalance ourselves. I mean, the good thing about our group is that we have the ability to, in transitional moments, to hurt teams. And we're starting now to get better rhythm and, and hurting teams all the way through from the buildup. I mean, the, last, the first goal against Phoenix was uh, just shows that, you know, even with these younger guys, if we move the ball quick, we can, we can hurt teams straight down the middle, too, um, and from, from wide areas. So I think it's mainly just, you know, who can execute, which team has the game plan and who can execute on the day. And, and it's, the challenge is, you know, it's not an easy place to play, but the challenge is making sure that these guys, giving these guys the opportunity and the confidence that, you know, that they can, they can win. And, and this group's pretty confident. I'll tell you, we've been through some, some, some tough times. We have leadership with Vasquez. I think Vasquez is another one that didn't get a ton of credit, but, He's a player that has experience in Liga Mekis. He's our captain center back. And with him on the field, uh, he's able to, you know, lead the group through lines and 
Um, you know, when you have a guy like Williams, you got guys like Perez, you got guys like Gutierrez, Vera, guys that, you know, Jorge, when he's on, you know, we can hurt teams as well. So it's just a matter of trying to get on the board first and really just picking up our defensive pressure and organization. And, you know, when you have younger players, it's about the folk, mental focus, really, and them not tuning out. Coach, mention some of the bigger names in terms of statistics for Reno. Two guys for me, and I talked about players on your squad, and you just mentioned a few that, that probably don't get enough credit. For my money, Kevin Partita, Sergio Rivas, bosses in the midfield, they really make the tempo flow. You talk about how they work on both sides of the ball. They, it's good chemistry between them, but also holding shape. I have a good idea about what your midfield three will look like. What's been the conversation for your boys in the middle on the work that they're going to have to do against those two? Well, I mean, you got, you know, Partina and Rivas are solid. I mean, we've been pl- we've been up against some pretty good center mids in uh, in our group, you know. If you look at Phoenix, I mean, you got Baccaro in there. I think we just played Schweitzer. Lambert's been another one that we've had to, you know, to go up against. Yep. Um, you know, you look at other teams, you know, Stanton had an excellent game on the weekend, another quality player. And a lot of those guys were come bench, you know, guys that weren't even playing as much during the season. I like Kevin Partida, Sergio Rivas. I've watched some them. Curry Hertog, you know, I like because he, he was more of a nine, and now he's, you know, in, in the final phase, it's almost like it is like they're playing two two center forwards. Um, really, you know, it's just a matter of making sure that our timing's good, that our sliding's good, that we're collective, and that we don't allow them to have a lot of space to play and time. When you give good players like Sergio, Kevin, and Hertog time, then they're able to find Tucker Bone, Langsdorf, and Cristiano with more, with more space or more time. And so it's a matter of just staying compact and, and defending collectively. Um, and that for us is the most important. Is that uh, at times, you know, in games we've been able to, to go and press, but to keep our lines compact and to for the back line to feel comfortable pushing up and keeping our lines compact and having the confidence to be in the proper back foot and read the visual cues for the passing behind. Um, and with that, Romero's been very good because he reads the game well. So um, he's been able to kind of cut things off. They've been played in behind as well. So I, I'm really at this point in the season, I, although there's, you know, you always want to make sure that you're focusing on the opponent and that you're, you're tactically preparing for what they do. But I don't like to change our identity and how we're training. I like to really just continue to enforce how we play and what's been successful for us. And then as we get through the week, taper taper more into the opponent. Um, because oftentimes, I'm a, I come from that whole old school UCLA. You know, I went there, John Wooden. It's like, let's make sure we do what we do well. And then we can focus on adjusting those specifics to who we're playing against, you know. Um, so that's kind of how we approach the week. Um, this will be more today will be more of a tactical session on us and then tomorrow in match day minus one we'll start focusing on more on uh, the specifics and on our opponent coach there are only two losses on the year come at the hands of sacramento republic they were on july 19th and then back on august 12th the both of which were one nothing once was at home and once was away and let me think how to phrase this I'm not taking anything away from reno because in my opinion they might be the best team in the western conference um, I think we could make arguments in a couple of different areas. But that being said, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat. And of course, they had their win against Phoenix, which you, know, you could argue is probably the best one on the season. Prior to that, they beat San Diego. But that was San Diego's last loss on a struggling team before they went on their great run. Mm-hmm. In terms of scheduling, do you think this Reno team gets too much credit because of who they did play in Tacoma and Portland a lot? 
Um, well, they have no control over that, right? And to be fair, no matter who you're playing, if you're playing them two, three, four times, it's not easy. So I, I think their consistency has been impressive. Um, so, no, I think, you know, this is a good team. I mean, this is a team that I think is going to be a, a match where we're going to have to have a perfect, you know, a perfect start. We're going to have to make sure that we, you know, it, this whole water break, it's almost like you're, you're, you're cutting up your, the mental focus and your, your breaks into, you know, first, first uh, 30 minutes and then water break and then another restart and you're going and closing the half out. And so we kind of chunk, we kind of break up uh, our times so that we're focusing on each phase, you know? Um, but I don't think they've been given too much credit. I, I you know, I, I'm always, I respect when I, I've watched five or six of their games already, plus some, a lot of, we had mutual opponents and to be fair, Reno helped us out a lot because we had uh, a couple games where we slipped up, didn't win or got draws and they were able to beat opponents in our, in, in our group to keep us close. So um, no, I, I respect the opponent. I think they have a very potent attacking team, and they work on both sides of the ball. Do I feel that they have uh, areas that we can expose? I mean, every team does, right? So it's just a matter of us focusing on that and being sharp and clean to find our, our players that can score goals for us in the right area, you know? Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I'm never one to really uh, talk down on, on a team that's had such success, you know? They're, they're winning for a reason. It is our group. You know, if you look at the caliber of teams, our group was difficult, you know, um, but there's no other group I'd rather be in and get through than ours because now we're prepared to play against some stronger teams like Reno, you know, and when you go into those games week in, week out, then it prepares the guys. That's why I'm saying we have a younger team, but they got, there's no lack of confidence there with our group. Coach, last one. We're just going to have a little fun and we'll get you out of here in a perfect world. You guys take down Reno again. That game's this weekend, October 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'm not even going to try and do the math. Okay, it's six. I got that one right. Um, <laughs> you then, let's say you win that game. You get retribution against either Phoenix or take down Sacramento Republic just for fun. If you had to pick one team out of the other four on the other side of the bracket, that would be El Paso Locomotive, FC Tulsa, San Antonio, or New Mexico United. Who would you want to face and why? Uh I can't, you know, as a coach, you've never looked that far, man. You know, I'm just of course. in the first game. So that's a difficult question. But just because of my experience in RGV and because San Antonio's had such a good season, it would be nice to knock them off. You know, they've had a great season and you always want to strive to beat the best, you know. So um, I always like playing New Mexico as well. They have a good soccer playing team. El Paso, to be honest, I have a lot of respect for teams that like to play and that, you know, that are well coached. And to be fair, all those teams have been – I'm really happy for Tulsa too because what a fight that was for them to get in. It was just going back and forth. I want to say RGV helped them by beating Austin, right, at the end of the season. Correct. Yep, yep, they did. Um, so – and they hadn't won all season, I think. That was like their first win or something crazy like that. So – I don't know, Devin. That's difficult, you know, because I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect any of the other teams across. But San Antonio would be cool. Not not enough coffee this early in the morning to answer that. <laughs> I've had two cups already, man. <laughs> good man, good man. Well, Junior, I'll tell you what. If you guys if you guys take down Reno Rising or Sac, you're going to get your pick of the lid on the other side. You will definitely have cemented yourself as one of the best in the West. And you never know. Hey, there's a good chance the way the boys are playing and showing us what they're capable of that you and your guys could be at the final on November 1st at 8:30 ESPN. Coach, safe travels. Stay healthy to you and your players, and best of luck. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you.